baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Actually, me they're referring to? <laughs> Just kidding. Good morning. Uh, welcome to the broadcast. Good to be back with you. I want to start with some good news, some positive news. You know, one of the things that I look at in our society is the progress we've made over such a long period of time. I was just listening to a broadcast yesterday. I don't even remember what it was. But one of the things that was discussed was the fact that during Bible times, for instance, the life expectancy was around 35 or 40 years old. Think about that. 35 or 40 years old. Look at us now. I know we can have conversations about quality of life and that sort of thing. But look. Look where we are. Look at the longevity. One of the issues on the other end of the spectrum. The problem with births. Look how much more consistently, you know, aside from the scourge of abortion, look how much more consistently we're delivering babies alive and healthy. Even Little babies that would not have had a chance years ago for a variety of reasons, born prematurely. You know, we've shared stories of success with you. So now one of our big challenges, one of the big frontiers we're looking, we're looking to cross, conquering disease. I think it's really interesting to see this story reported by WNBC and to see such little information about it but I want to say something about it who has not been affected by cancer whether it's you or family member I am so so thankful I still have my mom who I believe will turn 91 this year she had cancer back in the 80s and completely cured. No additional problems since. So thankful for that. Here's what WNBC is reporting. Patients with a particular kind of cancer and a particular kind of mutation received a new therapy. Hope I pronounced this correctly. Dostarlamab. And they reported results not seen in a cancer trial before. Unheard of results. Complete remission for everyone. I mean, I want you to think about this. You do a study and you expect, okay, this is going to help some people. And it may help some people completely, may help some people partially. It may have no effect on some folks. 
this study reporting complete remission for everyone. Now, one of the cautions about it is one of the important words in this second sentence. A small New York City-led cancer trial has achieved a result reportedly never seen before. The total remission of cancer in all of its patients. The trial, led by doctors at Memorial Sloan Kettering, backed by drug maker GlaxoSmithKline, has only completed treatment of 12 patients. This is small, with a specific cancer in its early stages, and with a rare mutation as well. But the results, reported Sunday in the New England Journal of Medicine and the New York Times, still striking enough to prompt multiple physicians to tell the paper they believe this to be unprecedented. One cancer specialist told the Times the result was unheard of. According to the journal and the Times report, all 12 patients had rectal cancer that had not spread beyond the local area. Their tumors all exhibited a mutation affecting the ability of the cells to repair damage to DNA. After getting treatment with this drug, all 12 are now in complete remission. All 12. No surgery, no chemotherapy, no side effects, no severe side effects, no trace of cancer whatsoever. Doctors, quoted by the Times, said while the results are promising, they would need to be replicated and expanded. And one of the other questions, is this particular medication something that might be useful beyond this specific application? Stay tuned for more about this. Dastarlamab. Let's see if we hear some more good news about this in the future. So many folks would be extraordinarily blessed if this turns out to be something that is truly safe and effective. Awesome. I want to talk about our state of mind as well. I came across a very interesting blog. This guy's name is Matt Labash, and I saw this, and it so resonated with me. Many of you know that I am a recovering news anchor, and I rarely watch. I rarely watch national news, to be honest with you. You know, I remember having a conversation with a colleague years ago, and this person was saying they were talking with someone about watching news and this person said, you know, I don't watch anymore. He said, I used to work in the industry. It's kind of like the person who used to work in the sausage, sausage factory. You know what's in it. <laughs> and that is so true. I want to at least start this blog because I, I want to stimulate thought. This is, I'm not preaching this morning. I'm, I'm speaking from my heart. By the way, I got to tell you about a, a great conversation I had yesterday. And I have no idea where this is going, but I will share with you just a little bit about that conversation and some things that I hope we can address in the future on the political front. But back to this story. This is a really good blog post 
And I'll start it here before the break. It's called anger management. I had a, uh, a little training session, I guess you can call it this, just a few days ago. And one of the lessons, let's see if I remember what was in it. I'm actually going to start this after the break. So we don't have to leave this in the middle. And one of them was on dealing with fires. And it talked about the elements that you have to have for a fire. You have to have fuel, you have to have oxygen, and you have to have an ignition source. I want to talk with you about sources of fuel and maybe even ignition in your life for things that are probably unhealthy for your mental health. I think this is going to help you a great deal. I hope so. We'll talk about that much more as we continue our broadcast. Stay with us. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Still to come in the broadcast, some great news for the upstate. Uh, some jobs coming to Greenville County. A warning from a billionaire oil refiner. It's not anything new. This is kind of, <laughs> this is basically common sense. Just common sense. And it looks like some things that Joe Biden is pushing for in terms of gun control, they simply aren't going to happen. I know that's shocking. We also have Transformation Tuesday for you. We'll finish the items, but God told me. Remember we started talking about this on Friday? A lot of people responded very positively to what we shared. We're going to share the rest of that coming up a little bit later on in the broadcast. But first, I'm concerned first and foremost about you. You know, I I tell people all the time, I have conversations with people, at least the people I know best, And I will actually ask them, how is your soul? You know, it's kind of interesting. Whenever you talk about somebody's soul, they always go to, well, I'm on the way to heaven. You know, I'm not talking about that. What I'm really talking about, down deep, how are you really? How are you? What is the real state of your heart, your mind, your mental health? That's what I'm concerned about. And I'd like to see us much more attuned to this with ourselves and with each other and also honest about this because sometimes I really think we do a lot of harm to ourselves one of these areas like I mentioned is with news so I share this post 
called Anger Management from Matt Labosh. How the news is destroying us. Someone wrote to him <laughs> under the name Barney in the Rubble. Ha ha. I've been an avid news consumer for as long as I can remember, yet I don't recall being this agitated all the time in years past. I watch the news or read the internet for a few hours, and my skin prickles, my blood boils, my spirit withers, but mostly I'm just angry. As an MF all the time. Is it me? Is it everyone? How do I make it stop? Are you one of these people? Can you identify with this so-called Barney in the rubble? Matt responds, no, it's not just you, Barney. It's something like half the people I know anymore. And more like 90% of Abbott News consumers. I don't see a Barney Rubble on my subscriber list, so perhaps you missed a column I wrote last fall on anger titled, Our Anger Problem is Making Me Angry. <laughs> you know, it kind of reminds me of one of my favorite characters, cartoon characters, Marvin the Martian. You are making me very, very angry. Very angry indeed. Remember that? Oh, I love that little character. We'll continue. In it. I very much counted myself among those unfortunates, and I found it cathartic to write. For me, it was better than my usual release valves, like punching the wall or kicking the dog. No. Just kidding, of course. In my defense, I'm half Sicilian, he says. One of my great-grandfathers hailed from Corleone, godfather country. So my blood and temperament... Grudge-holding, revenge culture come naturally to me. Therefore, I'm often halfway triggered before anyone pulls mine, willing to find offense, real or imagined, wherever it may lurk. In fact, I find people are easily offended, particularly offensive. <laughs> so I have my internal work cut out for me these days, since just about everybody is. But I have some bad news for you about all the bad news you watch that's making you angry. No matter how much of it you consume, they're going to keep making more of it. You will never catch up. So if it's throwing your system off kilter, you're faced with a dilemma. How many shots of poison can you drink in good health per day? Oh my goodness. Now you know why I'm sharing this piece. This guy gets it. Remember I commented about this just the other day? You know, and I get the convenience thing. But what are, what, what are these news agencies doing? They're creating bigger and bigger news holes that have to be filled with something. And they've got to keep your eyeballs. So they have to stir your emotions. So this is why they get on these stories. This is one of the reasons why I believe a significant reason... For all of the agitation on the subject, for instance, of police officers and incidents with black folks. Has there been an increase in these incidents? No. But the news media learned this is great television. It's a great story. Did it help us? No, of course not. I'll continue with his piece. There's plenty of good news out there as well. Acts of kindness and friendship, feats of generosity and sacrifice. But as my friends in the news racket like to say, good news is no news. Oh my goodness. A hard reality of the news trade is that ratings and clicks don't get generated for the most part by telling an audience how you might have stopped on the side of a busy highway to help an old lady change her tire. Now if you hit the old lady with a tire iron, that's news they can use. <laughs> 
Man, this resonates with me. <laughs> this, this is right on the money. Therefore, bad news doesn't just exist, but it so often becomes amplified out of proportion to the frequency with which it actually occurs. Lately, of course, plenty of the bad news has not been fabricated or goosed. It's been real and pervasive. You're not imagining that baby formulas disappeared from supermarket shelves, that you're paying five bucks a gallon for gas, that everything everywhere costs more than ever, that a worldwide pandemic completely altered the way we lived and interacted with each other, that a new world war could trip off at any time abroad, and that plenty of our politicians and the death cultists who revere them seem to be itching for civil war right here at home. Such as the rough and tumble of life in tumultuous times, when precisely times weren't tumultuous, historians can't specify. But it's not the whole story. We often come to believe that it's the whole story, however, because those who are paid to bring us the stories are also paid in part to provoke, to inflame, and to punch our emotional buttons. As all good dramatists do. It's not necessarily their fault or an act of bad faith. So much as it is the law of good storytelling. A story with no tension tends not to be much of one. As George Abbott, the longtime theater producer, director, playwright, framed it, in the first act, you get your hero up a tree. The second act, you throw rocks at him. For the third act, you let him down. <laughs> That's pretty clever, isn't it? Plenty of storytellers these days just stop in the second act. Let's throw rocks. And such overstimulation of our aggressive impulsive impulses tends to warp our perceptions the same way Twitter addicts tend to think Twitter is all that matters. Because everybody they know uses Twitter. You know what the reality is? Only one of five American adults do. Stay with us as we finish this extraordinary peace I'm sharing this piece with you, uh, Matt Labosh, who is a blogger. He's writing about news and the impact it's had on him. And he talked about how many storytellers are stuck on the second act, which is just throwing rocks. That's it. We're stuck. There's no resolution. The person's not brought out of the tree. We're stuck on act two. This warping was driven home to me several years ago, and I was reporting a story on Americans fleeing to Canada after George W. Bush's second electoral win, after hanging out with several American expats in the land that Fleet Streeters used to call the great white waste of time. Sorry, Canada. Not my coinage. I hopped back over the border to Bellingham, Washington, about 90 minutes south of Vancouver, where I met up with Christopher Key, who was planning on cashing in his American chips and fleeing north. His name rings a bell. It's because he's a direct descendant of Francis Scott Key, writer of our national anthem, 
which to me seemed like an act of infidelity. Kind of like Prince Harry quitting the Royals so he could become a podcaster. An Oprah groupie. He had done more than his part as an American, mind you. He'd served in Vietnam where he got stitched with shrapnel. He spent many years kicking into our tax kitty as a dutiful capitalist. But now he seemed angry, thinking our country had gone into an irreversible tailspin over George W. Bush. The kinder, gentler option many libs now practically pine for in the smash-mouth MAGA era. It was Key's impression we'd become less tolerant, more mean-spirited, and judgmental. He was somewhat sad to go with all the good friends, neighbors he was leaving behind. But circumstance had taken things out of his hands. When I asked him about those good neighbors, however... He painted an entirely different picture of the country he lived in, as opposed to the version that existed in his TV funhouse mirror. He lived in a mixed neighborhood of Republicans and Democrats. They got together for barbecues, turned out to watch him perform in community theater. Having procured his ordination certification for 25 bucks off the Internet, Key had become a universal life church minister on the side. He presided over several of their weddings and funerals. They were a tight squad of people who genuinely cared for each other. It sounded ideal. I asked him why on earth he didn't live peaceably in the country actually inhabited. The one Uncle Francis wrote about. Instead of boxing with Sean Hannity's shadow, choosing only to see the polarized, bastardized version that was getting beamed to him from his cable box. His answer, I'm effing tired and I don't need to rebuild this country. There's a perfectly good one 30 miles away. <laughs> it depressed me, but it didn't surprise me. Because so often, the reality we see through our screens feels more real than the reality we actually live. And our country has only grown angrier and more polarized in 2022 than it was in 2005. Plenty of us have had a part in that. I can't say I know how to stop it, though I do know how. In my own world... I can at least put it to the side and tamp down my own worst instincts. I go outside as often as possible. Just as they make a lot of bad news, they make a lot of outdoors too, conveniently located right outside your indoors. And I use those outdoors to get away to places where algorithms don't try to program me to feed on my fear and paranoia and rage so they can serve me up more of it. Sometimes to see humanity more charitably, you need to escape it. And for me, nature's escape hatch puts the world right because it reminds me of how beautiful the world actually is when vandals aren't defacing it. There are places where I can feel God's rhythms instead of man's, the latter of whom tend to clap on the one and the three. I fish, I paddle, I walk my beloved dog, the purest soul I know through the woods. Never sorry when I do these things. Even if the stripers want nothing to do with my fly, or an unexpected squall turns my kayak into a water trough, or the deer flies are biting through my shirt, it still beats subjecting myself to the anger-generating machines all day long. Because anger is a thief. It will steal everything if you let it. Your perspective, your balance, your peace of mind, as the late, great outdoors writer Nelson Bryant put it in a letter to his daughters. And this is a very fitting finish.
The secret I would have you to know is that even though the years will steal your fresh beauty, it need only be in truth a minor theft. What you must guard against is that jaded state wherein there's nothing new to see or learn. Marvel at the sun. Rejoice in the rhythmic wheeling of the stars. Learn their names. Cry aloud at the swelling beauty of an orchid in the white oak woods or December's first snow. Slide down the wind with a hawk. Cherish the smell of wood smoke and mayflowers or the caress of a warm wool blanket. Tarry by a stream where willows bend and flee tedium's gray embrace. Cherish laughter. Whimsy, but battle unrelentingly for what you know is right, and be aware that the thieves of wonder can enter any heart. I hope this has been somewhat of an oasis for you. Just to step back for a bit. And this is why I tell you uh, on Friday broadcasts, I encourage you to unplug, to relax. It's so important for us to enjoy life, enjoy love, enjoy relationship, enjoy the things that make our world beautiful. I asked a friend of mine the other day, I've, I've, I've gone hiking maybe once or twice, especially the idea of going out in this <laughs> heat that we are experiencing doesn't necessarily excite me, but you know what? I want to get out more. And I want to get away from this stuff. This can be consuming. I'm, I'm just being honest with you. I know it has been for me at times. But I hope this is an encouragement, an exhortation to you, not a rebuke, but just an encouragement. If you find yourself getting overloaded, just withdraw for a while from the outrage and the people stirring your emotions. Remember, this is a business, folks. It's a business to keep you in that state continuously. And you know what? I'm going to be honest with you and tell you, you know what my business is? To encourage healthy humanity here for the two hours we're with you. That's my business. Are you along for the ride? I hope so. Coming up, we'll delve into some of the news of the day, some great news from Greenville County with jobs and a warning from a an oil refiner about what is ahead if there's not a change of policy. That much more as we continue our Tuesday broadcast. Stay with us. So what you think of that piece that deals with the news? Anger management. I thought it was just absolutely excellent and communicates so much of what has been in my heart for so long. Over on the text line, this texture says, I've cut my news intake by a third to half and added the Bible 
and Joe Gibbs revised edition game plan for life. We cannot allow ourselves to get caught up in the utter foolishness of the local and national news. I'm there with you. Read your Bible or other self-help books. Concentrate on making yourself the best person you can be. You'll find that you don't need to see all of this news or care what the talking heads are talking about. It's freeing. Yep. Boy, is it ever. This texter would like to know how it's working out for all those who have fled to Canada. I don't know. That would be an interesting story. I don't know that anybody's done this. I'm sure somebody has. What happened with all these people? Left America. I've long said media is probably more than half of the reason for the division we have today. They're doing a major disservice to our country with their constant lies, false narratives. Maybe there should be an insurrection at some of these media outlets and demand the truth. Just saying. (laughs) Good luck. Well said. Thank you so much for sharing that. I cherish the wonder I find in my own backyard. Good for you. <laughs> Someone's teasing me just a little bit here. Vince, unplug, step back, enjoy life. And next, a super scary warning from an oil refiner. Me? Ah. <laughs> You're too funny. I write with you, Vince. No national news, only local news for me, and little of that. Vince, I don't watch mainstream news Hardly anymore. I mainly listen to your program, Tara's program, sometimes the later afternoon programs. I know I need to unplug at times due to the stress of everything going on. But at the same time, I don't want to be blind as to what could be coming for us. Yes. Why are news people called talking heads? The slogan, I don't understand. Well, just, I mean, it's really very basic. <laughs> These are people who are uh, talking, who just... Talk on TV. That's it. Talking Heads. It's also the name of a music group. Remember that song, Burning Down the House? Yeah. If you'd like to join the conversation, the Ingalls Markets Talk Line, 800-928-1110. 800-928-1110. Common Sense Retirement Planning Text Line is 71307. Great news to report for the Upstate. WYFF reporting on... A multi-million dollar project coming to Greenville County, bringing more than 600 jobs to the area. It's pretty awesome. In addition to the new positions, Health Supply U.S., a leading government contracting medical supply company, will invest more than $150 million over the next five years. The new Glove One operation will have the capacity to produce 4.3 billion nitro gloves each year. Company officials said they hope to triple production in the future. It's pretty awesome. This is a company that sources and delivers personal protective equipment, or PPE, for healthcare systems in federal, state, and local governments, keeping the medical supply pipeline up and running. Besides surgical gloves, the company also makes medical isolation gowns and other medical products. So this is pretty awesome. 600 new jobs for the upstate in Greenville County. Good stuff. I told you about the warning. It's coming. And again, this doesn't have to be panic. And I I want to make this very clear. 
We'll start sharing some of this. We'll have to save for some of this for after Transformation Tuesday, but I want to get this started anyway. This guy's name is John Katsimaditis. He is a New York City billionaire and oil refiner, and he's very concerned about what he's watching with the oil policy, economic policy. Let's first off hear what he has to say and his concerns that what we've seen so far is just the beginning. It will get worse, which is very, very sad. It doesn't have to happen. As I said before last week, I said it last week, a recession does not have to happen. What the obsession, the obsession that President Biden has with not turning on the spigots in North America, in, in Canada, Alaska, and let America, North America, we have 100 years worth of oil. Let them open up the spigots and the price of crude oil will come back down to 55, 60, maybe 65, half. I, nobody can understand. All the people I talk to, nobody can understand why this obsession with North America. He wants to fly to Saudi Arabia and beg the Saudi Arabians to give us another half a million barrels at $120 a barrel. Does that make any sense at all? It makes no sense. <laughs> Doesn't make any sense. You know, I've talked about this before. You know, I, you know, I've told you what I would do as president if Joe Biden has any concern about the country, not just politics. Bring all of these oil industry people together. How do we how do we get out of this thing? I'm open. And I'm open to doing some things that I may not want to do. But he's not going to do that. Because this is all about the Great Reset. And moving us away from fossil fuels and the crazy green agenda. The radical green agenda. And it doesn't matter how much it costs you. Because, frankly, he doesn't care. He's saving the planet. Transformation Tuesday, straight ahead. Stay with us. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 